All right, guys. Welcome to Verbal Gunplay. Yeah, yeah. Right out the gate, episode number one. It's your boy Danny De Niro. Lamont, aka LW. Here we are. All right, man. So, what's up, bro? How was your Thanksgiving, man? My Thanksgiving was uh, unorthodox. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, family was a little sick. We didn't really like cook like we really normally do. So I actually smoked some stuff on the grill mm. for Thanksgiving. So I made a couple racks of ribs and smoked the whole chicken. My wife, uh, she did her thing with the mac and cheese as usual, and that's what we had. There was no turkey, no none of that. My my daughters baked a bunch of cookies, so we had that. But yeah, it was definitely different than usual. But it was just me and the fam. Uh, we was supposed to go to my brother's house, but we didn't want to get everybody sick and all of that, so we wound up staying at home and just kind of chilling and, uh, you know, watching crazy games on the, on the NFL. Yeah, those games was dope. Those games was dope. Um, you know, my Thanksgiving, I thought I was going to be going to Vegas. And then, like, last minute, when I started, because I had my flight to go there, and mm-hmm. then when it was time to come back, I was like, you know what, let me just look at what the flights was because, you know, I used that little go wild pass, and I was like, I realized coming back when I wanted to come back was a blackout day. So I would have to take just a regular flight. So I started looking at fares. And you know, the fact that I was going to get to Vegas with $15, coming back for $400 just didn't... I was doing girl math and it just wasn't mathing. No, I mean, that would have added up to what, like four fifty. That's like a regular flight, right? Yeah, but you know... But that's not the reason you got the pass, so... I got you. And that's not the reason I'm like flying all over the place, you know, because like over the summer, you know, I had like at least 20 trips mm-hmm. and at $15 a pop, I love it. But you know, 400 is like, start doing the math like, yo, that's like 12 trips. Like, what am I doing? Nah, nah. <laughs> nah, and you was going to spend some more when you got out there, right? It, exactly. So it was better. I just stayed put. But because of that, my Thanksgiving, bro, I was just in the crib. And really didn't do anything. I didn't. I didn't even really have a Thanksgiving until like a day or two later when I popped up at my crib and you know just uh, got, got some got some golden leftovers. Got some golden leftovers. <laughs> um, then a couple of days after that, um, I got an invite uh, to my best friend's house. Uh, she had made some gumbo, um, so I went over there, had that, and they also had some leftovers. I had some of that too. So, but yeah, for the most part, Thanksgiving I just. Stayed in the crib and we were watching the games. Mm. Good-ass games, too. Yeah, over the whole weekend. Except for, uh, for y'all don't know, this is Tuesday. Last night's Monday night game was trash time game, bro. <laughs> well, you know, this whole season, it seems like all the primetime games have been, like, dead. Like, there's, like, no action. So, like, literally, it's like when the primetime game comes on, I'm just like, be lucky to see anything. Nah, but this was this was special. Oh, training, it, was, it was bad. It was. Really you know, bad. it's bad when the league is hyping up Josh Dobbs, bro. Josh Dobbs, the dude. You know who he looked like? Remember those episodes on South Park when they had them future people that was like mixed of all races and had no features, but all the features. That's yeah. that nigga look like. Like he naturally don't got no eyebrows. He's weird looking dude. Bro. He looks fake. <laughs> he looks like a character. Or yeah, something. for real. And his parents always look disappointed. And then they show them now, I was like, if these tickets wasn't free, yeah. they, they look disappointed and shit. Right. And those of you, if you don't know what Josh Dobbs looks like, 
Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. You uh, audio listeners, check out the YouTube. Yeah, Google that. But uh, yeah, man, let's just uh, get right into it, man. Um, let's get a little deep. Let's get a little deep out the gate. Okay. We're a little late on this, but I feel like with this being a childhood hero, I feel like I'm ready to finally speak on it. Let's speak on this Jada Will thing. Oh, man. And you probably will have the best insight on it because you are married. But mm-hmm. as a man that's been married for decades at this point, mm-hmm. is this what marriage, is this what love looks like? Bro, you can't, look, these are celebrities, bro. You can't, you can't mirror your life after what they got going on. We only right. know what the media shows us and what they presented to us. Right. We have yeah. no idea what's really happening in their marriage. So, yeah, but I mean, we do see certain behaviors, like for example, Will, you know, for like the past, I would say maybe six to eight years, he's kind of been this like this social media guy as yeah, far as yeah. like big budget productions when he's showing himself off. Like you don't ever see him on like regular live feeds. Yeah, he's like, doing just crazy picking stuff. up the phone mm-hmm. and yo, what's up, this Will? No, it's always like. Big budget with him. Yeah, it's jumping out, off his wheel. Jumping out of planes and yeah, so climbing his, up. So his little, his little social media, you know, uh, things and whatnot, it's always like big budget. It almost looks like it's like a Hollywood movie, but clips. And I remember, I can't remember the exact year or whatever, but I remember one time Jada, you know, she was recording herself and she was trying to get Will to get on camera with her, and he was like, "Nah, you know, I got a different fan base. You know, come on, get the okay, camera, I, I know what clip you're talking about. You know, I don't appreciate that." And then she kind of just like shitted on him in a sense, but she was just like, "Oh, come on, you, come on, guys, you, you see how he is, you see how he acts, and it's like, it's like yeah. little things like that." Um, and this is like stuff back way back in the beginning, you know. We, so there's the, been so much stuff in between, like with the the August Alcina stuff. Look, I mean, they explain it themselves, but the narrative going on right now is that she is somehow emasculating Will, right? Here's how I see it. Only Will can say if he feels emasculated. Now, we can't say she's emasculating him. Only he can say if he's feeling emasculated. Because what are we going to do? We regulars going to go cape for Will? You're emasculating him. We're not going to save him from it. If that was even the case. But does he even feel emasculated? I highly doubt it, bro. This whole thing is all part of a plan. And if he was really upset or something, he got, as you just said, a huge platform to say something. But he's used his platform to actually big her up and support her, which if that's the narrative you want to see, that people will lean more into the narrative that she is somehow emasculating him. But come on, bro. That is not what's happening. What it looks like, and I don't really know, but what it looks like is he's kind of letting her shine and get her money or whatever, so she got something going on because all of all of the conversation around her is about them, right? Where Will can go out there and do all kinds of stuff and never say anything about their relationship because he's got, you know, he just came out with that 19, was it, 1988 podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He listened to that. He got that going on. He ain't mentioned, even mentioned her name really during the whole thing. So I don't really think she's emasculating him. That's the narrative that the internet has gotten a hold of because, again, in order for someone to be emasculated, he's got to feel that way. Even if everyone else thinks, oh, man, she's doing you dirty, you're going to let her do that. If he don't feel like he's being emasculated and this is all part of their plan, you know what we worried about. 
Okay. Well, let's flip it then. I know that's their relationship. Mm -hmm. Would you go for this in your relationship? When you ask me that question, it's like in the current state of my relationship, my wife is suddenly doing what Jada's doing. Absolutely. Let's pretend uh, you're Will and she's Jada. But uh, with the way you guys handle yourself. Uh, nah. Uh, but they're like, again, they're celebrities. I can see you doing the Chris Rock thing. But they're celebrities. Your, your wife oh, I'm not and, slapping them though, bro. But I can see you putting, what I mean by, I can see you putting hands on somebody. Yeah, you I'm, know, yeah, I'm a two piece. Been, you, you know, two piece with a biscuit. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But right. it's, again, the situations are different. We really, we've only known a little tidbit of what she's saying in the book and what their relationship really is. One thing we know for sure is that their relationship is, um, un, yeah, unconventional is what I was gonna say. So the 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 rules of us normies, yeah, it don't it don't apply. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So what we're doing is we're applying the normal relationship rules to their definitely not normal relationship and we're like oh she violated you but they didn't have this conversation and made a deal and now it's just become public because a lot of times you even hear where it's like a famous male person and his wife she don't really leave him until he embarrasses her in public even though she has been okay with him having his little boo things on the side as long as you don't embarrass me we good you know what i'm saying that means They've had a conversation and made a deal. And I really think that's what's happening with this whole Will and Jada thing. They didn't they didn't talked about this. There's maybe a couple of tidbits. She didn't go on script or whatever. And he gave looked at her like, hey, stay on the script kind of thing. But for the most part, they both are fully in and aware of what, what each other are doing, which is why I don't think she's emasculating him because this is all part of the plan. Well, I just looked it up just to make sure we're using it in the right context. And it says to emasculate someone is to deprive them of their role or their identity. And I would say in this case, she's emasculating them because Will's entire career, he has been the perfect person. He has been. Come on. He hasn't come been the perfect on. person. No, because nobody is. And you, you know he'd been out there lumberjacking, cho chopping these broads down. We don't know. We don't know. Well, I'm, talking about, I, I'm willing I'm talking to bet that. public view. It's not a bad thing anybody could say about Will Smith up until recent activities, is what I mean. I guess, you know. If anybody disliked Will up until this stuff, it's because the movie was trash. That was it. The movie was trash, or back when the day in the 90s, when he, late 90s, I think it was, when he was rapping still, and he was talking about people, oh, you know, shouldn't have to cuss in your rap. Remember Eminem made yeah, a little line yeah, about it? but... That was, was definitely his art. And but you're again applying normie rules to a not regular couple. You said depriving them of their role and identity. Yes. Who sets your role? Who sets your identity? He sets. His he role does. So if he set his role and identity, which we don't know what that is, only he can say if she's a masculine. You're making my point for me. So you think that this was part of his plan? Yes. For him to look how he is today. Yes. Because, because to this day, as much money and clout this dude got, any of us would still trade places. You would, you would absolutely be in Will Smith's spot right now if you could. A multimillionaire with deals all over the place, still able to chop down whatever you want to on a private island somewhere, and Jada's emasculating you, and all the normies are talking. Who cares, bro? Nah. That's what you say. That's nah, what you said. I was on board with you with the multi-millionaire and all that until you said, I can't be in no relationship and my woman's acting like that. 
It's, ain't no it's way. all it's part of the plan. plan. It ain't no. I don't. I mean, look, we could, we could, we can always revisit this as a callback. <laughs> it's all part of the plan. We're still bro. rocking with this by the time his the master plan comes out, but I cannot see it. I don't I, think there's an end game when you was, say master this plan. Was, this was this was a big setback for who? For Will. When, when he, he smacked, smacked old girl, old boy on stage, I would I would say that was the off script part. <laughs> That's okay. when he was doing too much, and for me, I think. They had probably spent a little bit more time together, and he was feeling like his role as a husband was at risk and maybe wanting to step back into that role in that and moment. And you see how you just said him as a husband? Yeah. And Again, this little, little, he little, felt. Right, right, right. He felt. Right. We but can't put that on. He had to right. feel it. But then he did what he did to defend his woman at the time. Mm-hmm. Then she comes with this whole rollout about her book. And she says, we wasn't even together. Yeah. She goes, I'm, I'm shocked he even did anything. We haven't even been together. It's like, really? That, that makes, makes sense, sense to me as a married person. You know why? Because if they are on the outs and one person decides that they want to step back into their role, you have to do more than just say you want to be this person. You got to show them. Okay. So he might have wanted to do that. And he's like, well, I'm going to show her as well as myself that I'm here for her. And he got up there and smacked her, even though they didn't have a conversation about it. She might have been surprised. But you always got to show through action when you want to fill a role for a person. And that's in any relationship. I was just saying this whole thing is way too nuanced. And I know we're podcasters and content creators like everybody else. But one thing I'm not going to be is an entertainer where I'm sitting up here saying stuff. And then when I see you in the streets, I'm like, oh, that's just entertainment. I don't really mean that. No, everything I say up here, I mean it. Or to quote uh, T.I.'s little son, I stand on business. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm not going to, I think a lot of people are rolling with this because this is content, but I feel like most grown adults, especially people our age, they can't really believe that she's emasculating him, that they're supposed to be in a regular ass committed relationship and she's just out here wild and doing whatever you want and we'll just like, well, Jada, you feel like coming home. He ain't doing that, bro. He not. We know that. All right, man, I guess, but it's just, I, I just can't see it, man. But I, I hope you're right. I hope I hope this is some some grand plan, but I don't think again, I don't think there's an end game really, other than this book was probably the, the end game or whatever. Yeah. But everything that's happening, the other is aware of, much like Will was aware of the August all season thing. Now that's because that got out. Yeah. But there's been a there's been quite a few women Will has been linked to. Oh, he done been spotted on a boat in an island. Like, I'm not gonna say and act like Will is a saint. Yeah, but they I'm didn't sit sure, down. I'm sure he's gotten his. Yeah. I'm sure he is. He's Will Smith. Yeah. Listen, I'm sure. But no one seems to have, no maybe, one maybe. no one seems to have a problem with that though. No one seems to have a problem saying that he's embarrassing her because we all know Will been out here with these chicks. Ain't nobody got nothing to say about it. Even the women aren't like, oh, he's embarrassing her. He's a holy out here doing all that. No problem. Jada do this, and now, you know, she's, she's emasculating him, and how can he stand for that? And then they take that and extrapolate that and then put that on all black women and women in general. See, see, you can't even please these hoes. Like, bro, it's all content. Like, I find it hard to believe that people really can be led astray this way, but really apply your actual life's experience and perception into what's happening, and you will see that this is all just entertaining. I ain't rolling. You know what? You know what I think? Let me throw a different narrative out there. You know okay. what I think? I don't know what he might have did, 
but I think he did something that was unforgivable. And I agree. And he is out here letting her, her shit on him for fear of her leaving. Mm. For fear of her leaving. I think that's the deal. I think for fear of him leave or her leaving and taking this nigga for all he got. So she can still take him for half he got. He's still good. With the with the ability to earn more. Right. But go back to his outlook. Will, if it comes out, Will was a cheater or Will backstabbed her, lost all this. That that perfect image goes bye-bye. I so I, we, that's what I we already heard. know he done done all this though. The the stuff, if go look for it, it's out there. He done been spotted on boats and islands with other chicks. Yeah, but I think all that they his were relationship with his all that they were on board with his relationship with his first baby mom's his son's mom. That's suspect. I'm telling you, bro. Like you said, I think they keep the relationship together so they stay this complete unit where they think they are probably better together than they are apart. They had to make a deal where they could stand to be in this relationship together, whether it be stand to or agree to, but they had to make a deal. And part of it might have been Jada saying, I want to get mine. You you shiny, you Will Smith or whatever. I want to get mine. And here's my plan. He's like, okay, bet you can do that. Now, I think the slap thing was a part where he went off script. Okay. But all this other stuff was all planned. Will knew about it before it was happening. You know, you know what evil deed I think he did? Hmm. Baby on it, and it's <laughs> that's a big it's, leap, and it's hush hush because I think that would completely fuck up his image. I would think you're right if he didn't already have a baby before they got together. No, no, that's fine. No, having a baby outside of that before her is fine. I'm talking about his perfect image stepping out on your wife, having a bastard child that would cripple his good boy image. Like, he's been like a good boy. For 25, 30 years. That would be a big one. You're right. I, 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 think, I don't know how they would handle that. That's I a think, big yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> because there's no way to spin that. And especially in today's social media area. And when you when you brought up the baby mama, that's when they click. I'm like, oh, you know what? You probably got somebody pregnant. They had to have serious, crazy amounts of counseling. Completely and possible. She said, and she said, look, you've been out here doing your thing, and I've been with it. I've been loyal. I've been faithful. But I think you forgot I'm still that bitch from Baltimore. <laughs> That's why when this August thing came out and they was basically caping for Will and making her seem like, she's like, yo, nah, let's sit down and talk about this. He knows how to be low key. This is where she messed up. When she messed with August Alcina, she messed with somebody who wasn't all the way there mentally. There's that, but I'm going to take it a step further. Okay. And today's society is accepted and even expected for Will Smith, even if she hadn't been spotted with all this, to do something. For a woman, it is expected of her to be the one that's loyal and never step out and all that stuff. Well, yeah. So it's not as scandalous. Therefore, A, the story wasn't ran with nearly as hard because we all know. And it's just not as scandalous to have Will Smith stepping out on his wife, whatever, right? But her stepping out on him is big news. It's salacious. And that comes down to the double standard of cheating between men and women. That's really what it comes down to for this. That's why... That's why anybody even really cares. Will could come out with a hap- they could come out with evidence that Will's messing with some chick. The only thing that would make it news is be specifically who the woman is. Not that it's if it's just some broad, some chick, no one's gonna care. But if it's some named actress or something, somebody he acted with or something like that, which we, there's at least one he probably did, then 
I then mean, that would make it news. I mean, the news came out that, you know, he was getting back shots from Dwayne Martin. That's, that's somebody, somebody said that he was getting said that. That used to be his know. assistant. Yeah, I mean, if that's what he want to do, then that's what he want to do. I mean, that could be that because she could be like, I'll, t- I'll tell, much like the thing with Diddy, I tell about everything you really be doing. So you let yeah, me do what I want. Yeah, because it's one thing, an ex-assistant saying it. But if your wife says, oh, yeah, Dwayne's yeah, tossing it up. Yeah, you it's can't. Over. There yeah. ain't no coming back. And it wasn't just the way that it's really over. You know what I'm saying? So that might that might be the deal. She'd be like, this is hush, this is hush money. That Legend of Bagger Vance, whatever that movie was. Was, movie was, was he gay like in that? Gay con, con man or something like that? I don't think I, I saw that I never seen the movie. I, 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 <laughs> I don't think I saw that one. I purposely, once I found out he did a gay movie, I purposely made sure I didn't see it. Not that I got anything about gay people, but yeah, I just didn't see Not that there's anything wrong with that. Nah, I just I, didn't. I just I didn't see whatever. I didn't want to see in that light. It's just like if I. I mean, I doubt he would ever do it. But if I ever seen Denzel dress up like a woman, I wouldn't even watch it because I don't want to see him in that light. I already have an image of him. For me, the disappointment would be deep if he did that, especially with all the stuff he said about that sort of stuff. It would just be deep if he did dress up. Well, he up. would never. At this point, he would nah, never. He do don't it. even he's, got to. He's already solidified. I mean, he out here being an equalizer at eighty years old. Like, come on, man. But it's Denzel. He can do it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know what's funny is this fool old, and he's more convincing as an equalizer than um, what's her name is Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah playing the equalizer on TV. She's running across the street. She's doing that bad knees run and everything. Like, bro, what are you doing? I've seen one episode, the series premiere years ago when it mm-hmm. came on. I think after the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. I haven't seen an episode since. It's just not convincing. Yeah, yeah. No, he does a good job. I like. I think I like him. I think he's like the most convincing guy in that role since like Matt Damon in like the Bourne movies. <laughs> Matt Damon. Anyway, I, you, was, you didn't like you didn't like the Bourne movies? I thought those was good. Yeah, yeah. I just there's this uh, movie oh. uh, where Matt Damon is a puppet and all yeah. he says is his name he goes Matt Damon all the time. It's <laughs> hilarious. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so back to the Will and Jada thing. That's that's my whole take on it. Is it's possible that he's done something so egregious we can guess at what it is to allow her to have him be cool with her uh, doing all of this, but he is cool with her doing all this. Well, maybe not cool, but they've agreed to it. So he's fully aware, and since he's not, since he himself is not feeling emasculated, then he's not being emasculated. It's up to him to call that. And it ain't even if he was. Yeah. It's not us regulars that's going out here be caping and save him from this. It's definitely on him. That's true. That's true. Well, let's, uh, while we're tearing down black men. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Are you familiar? I, I already know. Are you familiar with this ESPN reporter, uh, Malika Andrews? Yes, I am. So, for those of you who aren't, she's a black female sportscaster, sports analyst, whatever the verbiage is, reporter. And she seems to be in the headlines lately because she seems to always be tearing down black men when she does reports on them. Mm-hmm. But with this whole thing going on with uh, Josh Giddy from uh, OKC, have you heard about it? Yeah, have you guys I, heard about uh, it? Supposedly he's uh, been active with an underage person. Yeah, well, like I, they're saying she was like 16 and he was 21, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just the, the fact of like how she covered it. You know, she wasn't really, 
aggressive like she has been with men in the past, black men in the past. I've seen it, and I've like, watched various YouTube videos and looked mm-hmm. down at the comments to see all the angry dudes in the comments. <laughs> all the angry dudes. Yeah, it's kind of funny, but... Uh, you know me, man. I always got this weird outside of the box kind of take on all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And for me, every, I don't know if you guys know this, but Malika Andrews just works there. Okay. She's an employee. Okay. Which means there is a range of what she can and can't say and what they'll let her get away with. You okay. see what I'm saying? So it, you can make a great argument that ESPN is anti black man. So they let someone like her say stuff with no repercussions. Okay. So and Disney, then Disney owns ESPN. Whoever. Yeah. And but then you're arguing and getting upset at her, where to me it almost seemed like what although it did seem like she did say stuff about black men, it could even be that she often reported on the negative things that sports players did outside of sports to make sure you didn't forget those things and the guy just happened to be black, right? I think personally, she wanted to say more about this thing with Josh, but couldn't because they told her not to because the NBA is handling it. And they can do that because she just works there, bro. And then people say, oh, well, she doesn't work for the NBA. ESPN. Yeah, ESPN gets paid reporting what? The NBA. And you don't, it's, it's all symbiotic. And the NBA can definitely be like, ESPN, we will cut off your coverage of us and give it to NBC or whatever. So if you don't like it. You would stand 10 toes down, though, and you would just say, if I can't be myself, I'm not even going to report on it. There's a tricky part because I have a wife and a family, and I can't come home to my family and look at them and be like, well, I had to tell the truth, kids, so we're going to be out on the streets. You know what I'm saying? And even if she don't have a family, she's still got to take care of herself. So when you're at work, you always juggle that at any job you're at where you want to, there's always that dude that talk a lot of junk at work and try to keep it real and but you notice they keep it real with you, but they, they hold their tongue around the boss. Someone who can actually do something about that keep it realness. So her company that she works for is going to give her a range of what she can say based on what they allow and whatever their preference is and whatever their agendas are. But you can't you can't all the way put it on her because she definitely could be muzzled. And yes, she could be going in on other people and not others, but that's because her employer lets her do that. She probably would have went in on old boy too if she could. But to me, it's all it's all employees. They all don't really they can't really keep it 100 to say what they want to say. We've seen Stephen A. Smith go crazy on people. And then another time he's over apologizing yeah. and then tell him. And then at the same hand, then tell people, I don't care what you say. I say what I want. Yeah. But then definitely came and made an apology speech on something else. Right. Right. So it's that back and forth of being on TV and keeping it real and saying what you want to say, but also your employees. Now, these people speak for a living. Let's say, for instance, you have a job. <clears throat> And your job is making footballs. That business you work for has exact parameters on how that football should be made by you. Correct? Now, this person has a job who speaks about sports. Do you not think her employer has exact parameters about how she can speak? It absolutely does. She absolutely does. So I almost don't even blame her or Stephen A., because all of it is a persona that I was talking about before, but they still well, have a boss that doesn't keep it. Then I would say going forward, I think the wise thing for her to do would be to ease up on black folks. She's not going to. And and she might not, you know, she might got some Stacey Dash in her. Who knows? I think we should have you maybe have a conversation with her. Like if you've got some sort of agenda, right, where you want to hold these people accountable or whatever, let's talk about that. Uh, 
But people are all on her about as if she specifically hates black men. I've heard people, because she's actually mixed. So some people brought her, she was mixed and she hates her black side. She thinks she's, why is a whole lot of like, just people making shit up, it seems like. But my take is always like, I always try to look at things at a, at a macro level from high above. And I look at it like this. She's just an employee that works somewhere. Yes, she has a personal agenda, but let's talk to her about her personal agenda. Because I've seen some stuff where I think it was like during a draft and somebody's getting drafted and she just started talking about them getting caught with a gun at their police background. I was like, was that really appropriate right now? And, she, and for all we know, behind the scenes, they could have talked to her and told her not to do that. Don't do that. But it's already out there for us. So she thinks she's just allowed to do so. So she doesn't do that particular thing. But now she finds another way to get her message across some other way. And the clip he's talking about, I have it actually queued up right here. <laughs> Case where his former teammate and another man they've been indicted for capital murder in the fatal shooting of 23 year old Jamia Harris in January. The University of Alabama has described Miller as a cooperating witness. How is this factoring him? What really? That's yeah. that's what you somebody's about to have their life changed for the better. This obviously, these charges aren't sticking, mm -hmm. you know, it's obviously been acquitted, dismissed, whatever, because he wouldn't be at the draft getting ready to get drafted because you know how. PC everything is today. If you had that pendant, you going undrafted. I don't care how good you are. Yeah, for sure. What does that have to like? Read the room. Like, what are you doing right now? She spoke on it from what I read, and she said, you know, basically that they they told her she had to bring that up, which brings me right to my point of she's got employees. The other difference between say this particular instance and the current instance is she's speaking about what has happened in the past, solidified. Whereas the thing that's up in there with this Josh guy is still being investigated, we don't know. And there's, it's not as, the story is not as, doesn't have as many nuances and juiciness to it as, say, uh, what was the name of that coach that was cheating with another? The one that cheated on Neil Long? Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. There's a lot going on there, right? Not only was he with Neil Long, but he cheated with another person's wife, whose wife was it, how many people knew, how long was it going on? There was a lot. It was juicy. So there's a lot of it to talk about. You know, Here's the other thing about this sort of stuff, too, is she's literally just like reading facts and people say she's going in on black men and she's not she's not like, why this? Why this nigga? Why they let him do this? And see, this is why black men get away. She's not even saying all that. She literally just it sounds like a script and it's just straight facts is what she's saying. She ain't lying. And there is no opinion on it. Then she turned and asked a question, given all that. Why is blah, blah, blah to another person? And then he uh didn't he take the Celtics to the finals in his first year? As a oh coach? yeah, he was he was a big deal. But and then, at the end of the day, he fucked his own shit up. So absolutely. But then look, what he had the next year off. He was suspended. Didn't mm -hmm. coach at all. Mm -hmm. He just got a coaching gig down there in Houston, mm -hmm. and they're balling now. He's a good coach. Yeah, they're they're actually the number one defensive rating team in the NBA right now. Yeah, yeah. but what, what what did you expect? 
Pistons to do? Or was it the, the Celtics? Rockets. Right. Oh, the Celtics before winning oh, the Celtics. Celtics with all of it. Once it came out, you know, they, they basically had to do with But it also speaks to how once it got onto the public, they had to do something about it. But if this remained hush-hush, he'd still be over there. And they don't really think this is that big a deal. Because if it was so heinous, he would not have gotten another job without just a year off. It was like, okay, you did this thing. This is terrible. And we're going to make you sit next year, too, so the public don't trip too much. But you're going to be back in the NBA coaching because you're too good. And not only just there's too good, here's the key, there's too much money to be made. And if all these coaches and owners and all that really thought that what he did was so heinous, he would be blackballed out of the NBA Kaepernick style, and we wouldn't even That's know nothing about it. If you're really good at what you do, you'll always get a pass. That's the reason Miles Bridges took a year off in that domestic case, played no contest. He back in the NBA. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the reason why at the time Ray Rice punched yeah. his wife in the face, got a couple of games of a suspension, and was back on the field. It wasn't mm-hmm. until that video surfaced. Where people were like, oh, my God, like, y'all let this guy play? Yeah, the video just showed what we already heard and knew and what the girl testified for. They already knew. It's just oh, the yeah, video yeah. was just now in public. It's like, oh, damn, now we actually got to do something do about now. it now. Yeah. 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 So. Oh, man. Yeah. If you're good at something, if you're good at something, they will look <laughs> past it. Only if that thing that you're good at makes them money. Let's not forget that part. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know. Because if you're great at washing dishes. And you work there, I don't give a damn. So, yeah. but when Malika Andrews, like I said, my whole thing was, I, I understand the narrative, what everybody's saying and how they're so upset and how she's tearing down black men, X, Y, Z. But I just don't, I don't, if she had her own podcast or her own platform and best believe even her Twitter and all of that is under a contract through her contract with her job, right? she really can't speak freely. Right. Even if, she, if she's saying something negative about black men and her job doesn't do anything about it, it's because her job don't care. Yeah. Now, you can say whatever you want, but this, this guy, Josh, he's a good American boy. You can't talk about him. Yeah. So we should be mad at either ESPN or the NBA or whoever, because they are the ones that are allowing her to do so, which tells you what their agenda is or what they really care or don't care about. I just I just wish that she would put her foot down certain things to not talk about because I don't think I don't think I don't think uh, I see I'm trying to think of somebody in that world with some morals you got to get clout and power and she's like pushing to try to get on her way up there's there's plenty of reporters anybody could they could add anybody they got other they got other races up there I think I think they uh, they let her or they push her to say all this salacious stuff about black men Mm because you know damn well if Max Kellerman or something got up there and was like, this guy needs to be locked up. Throw this gorilla in the cage. You know, it, it But see, she it. didn't say that. She just reported the facts of the situation. And yeah. it's a black person, so people are upset saying she's tearing down black men. But she has never specifically even said the person was black. This, she didn't say this black man committed yeah. XYZ crime. Yeah, she said yeah. okay. the person's she, name. She didn't say this black man, but she has been just extra aggressive towards black people in her reporting. People oftentimes are going to be extra aggressive against their own. They'll let you be extra aggressive against your own white person. Gonna go off on a white person. I forgot the guy's white person name. go off on somebody black. He's racist now. I forgot the guy's name. He's a baseball player. He had the same situation as Josh Giddy, and he was out the league instantly. Hmm. He had a relationship, quote unquote, with like a little, uh, like a fourteen year old girl in Dominican Republic. 
forgot his name. He, I think he was on like the Tampa Bay Rays or something like that. No, no, no I never, I didn't even heard about that. Yeah. Uh, Wander Franco. Yeah, Wander <laughs> Franco. That report came out. He never played another game of baseball till to this day. It's only it just happened last year. But as soon as that report came out, he was instantly punished. Is what I'm saying. Before mm-hmm. there was any real facts, anything. Well, any real facts were reported to the public. They may have actually known the facts. I was like, we're not even going to let it get there. No, I mean, it, I haven't even heard about as it, as so as I'm as not even going to have it. As soon as it thing. broke, it was next day he didn't play. Well, well. But my thing is, look, this this Josh Giddy thing broke, and then what happened? Nothing. Yeah, he still played a couple games. He played right? the next day. He was out there. What's up? I'm outside. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, <clears throat> all you NBA fans. What you going to do about it? Nothing. Y'all going to do what we do. Talk. Complain, post online, and keep watching. So that's pretty much what it comes down. Even with Malika Andrews, Malika Andrews, you don't like what you're going, what she's saying. What y'all going to do? Talk, complain, post online, and go about your lives. What's the point? Yeah, yeah. And she's going to be right up there with her anti-black message that she's saying. And until you start doing something about it, that's going to actually affect their money. Listen, and even then they're just gonna cut cut her off. It's gonna fire her and get another mouthpiece. Yeah, and I don't want to. I don't want to create an agenda to fire her because it's a black woman at the end of the day. Yeah, I, but I don't even see her as a problem. She's like a pawn, someone being used. And that's just my thing. I, I just. And I guess I would just be at a standstill with growth in the company because there's just certain <laughs> things that I just. Yeah, I, stand I understand and, that because I've been would, there. And they would know, okay, we, we can't get Danny to do this because it's going to be real cut and dry. We want, we want him to say some shit. We want him to put all the juicy facts out. Well, that's a good point because I really think that's what it is where she's ambitious and she's trying to go up to the top and there's things that she'll say and do to get there and they know that and yeah. they're using her for that. And plus, she don't, and she don't really have the clout yet to say, I'm not saying that. Stephen A could say, I'm not saying that, right? Yeah. But she ain't there yet. So. Yeah, yeah, he, he could say that. Or he would speak on it and he would just articulate it in a way where it wouldn't come off crazy. But see, that's the thing. When he does talk crazy, he talks crazy about all races. That's why even if he was to say something about a black man, nobody's going to say anything. Oh, no, man. There's been, there's been a few bro, times he, with Stephen he A. He's been on Tim Tebow for like five years while he was still in the league. There's been plenty of times, though, where he's like, I don't care what, what anybody say when it comes to somebody black. But then be super apologetic when it's someone else. But even, that's what I'm saying. That's even that's because his bosses told him to. He had to. Yeah. Because he works at a network. And even though those people are big personalities and make a bunch of money, they still just employees, man. They still got a boss. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's why a lot of people don't like him, but that's why I respect Skip Bayless. I did not think he's gonna say Skip Bayless, bro. You expect go ahead, finish your thought. I respect Skip Bayless in the sense of he'll say some bullshit and stand on it. He don't cower. Even if even if he if even if he knows it's some bullshit he just said. I said what I said. You're right. Skip, so so th- in Skip that regard, got the clap for that. in that regard, I respect him. He's had to apologize sometimes after standing on it for a while. You can tell it's like, okay. I mean, the whole breakup between him, Skip and, uh, Skip and Shannon, 
one of the big things was that whole uh, Demar Hamlin thing with him. Yeah, yeah. You know, he shitted on him with that, and Shannon was hurt about that because you know Shannon take that to the heart as a former football player, and then you know it's also emotional for him because his brother Sterling Sharp. You know, his career ended early with the mm-hmm. neck injuries mm-hmm. and whatnot. So when, when when Skip was over here just talking reckless, like, we're, because we're before, stop we the knew, game. <laughs> before we knew how serious it was, he was kind of like, oh, come on, let's go. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever. So I, I respect him in that sense. Like, he'll say some bullshit, and he, he stands on it 10 toes down all the time. He good as long as Lil Wayne got his back. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> Next, Next subject. subject. Yeah, yeah. But uh, shit! I just feel like we just feel like we just uh, we just shitting on. Oh, it's me. Uh, you just shitting on black folks. Well, let's keep it going. <laughs> All right, what you got now? The infamous relationship goals couple for the past six years up until this year. Ooh, Iman and Tiana. Says who were they relationship? Man, couples? listen, I know you're not on the streets, aka online. That's that, that was the relationship goals couple. Iman is the perfect husband. Aren't these Iman the same the couple that wife. openly talked about having threesomes and all that kind of stuff? Iman is the perfect husband. Bro, how? Iman is the perfect wife. How? How did everyone really think that that was perfect when, the, when you're letting third parties into your relationship on purpose? Well, apparently they were both on board with that. It wasn't so much he wanted to do it. Supposedly it was she wanted to do that. Yeah, well, how'd that work out? It worked good. Did it? Yeah. Are they together still? No. I knew that before I said it. That's why I asked. No, No, they're not. (laughs) No, no, they're not. But that wasn't the reason why they broke up. It was was contributing to it. It was one of the rocks, one of the boulders on the hill. I promise you that. Do you think he violated? And in this sense, when I say violate, I haven't had this happen or I haven't done this. But I hear when you have a threesome, it's frowned upon if you hook back up with said chick on a one-on-one. Do you think he ever violated in that sense? Like, damn, that was some fire the other day. He might have. Tiana's on tour, but hey, she down the block. Hey, you want to pull up? You see, that's the thing. You can have an agreement, right, and say, okay, some people, they lay out all these rules before they do threesomes or whatever, right? But when... Whenever you are a couple and you let in a third-party person, you're almost removing that veil. And now a person says, well, our nerdy had sex with him even in front of you. You're not going to be that mad. It's okay. Especially especially if you haven't laid that rule down already. If you laid a rule down, you can at least say, hey, we made a rule. We agreed and you violated that. Even with that, the person still is going to think, well, it's not quite cheating because I've already had sex with this person within this marriage. Right. When you let a third party person into your relationship, whether it be a male or female, whatever, you're opening the door to that kind of stuff. And most most people just don't think about it. That so way. what you're saying is Tiana was wrong for opening that door. They're both wrong. Why is he wrong? He was there, wasn't he? Yeah. But he participated. Yes. Of course he did. Then he was wrong, too. Okay. Because, again, you know, I always like to use my own life. If my wife came and was like, let's invite this other person in. When I say yes, I'm also a party to it. Gotcha. Now we, now we so you're, you're willing, so you guys are both willing to take on the risk. So you also take the consequences. Exactly. exactly. 
Exactly. And when you, that just, op- it just, it, I don't know, you open up your relationship, it brings all this bad, this negative energy. I mean, you always hear this about people. People think about the pleasure of it and the adventure of it at first, but I don't think you can, and this is just me personally, I don't think you can really do a threesome like that with someone you love and care for. Unless you are really one of those open-minded people that can do that. And those people think about relationships completely different than the rest of us. But if you think about relationships in the same traditional way that most of us do, you get a threesome. That's that's the start the start of the end. Gotcha. Have you ever done that in your life? Hell no. Nah. Okay. Oh damn. So, well, you, so you would never do that? Oh, with my wife, I mean, hell no. Nah. Okay. I think I was accidentally in a threesome once. <laughs> oh, share that one. It was before your wife. It wasn't really an accident. Was see, it's like was I in a threesome or wasn't I? Because it's like did she trip, fall, land on the. Nah, I wasn't because nothing sexual happened to me. How about that? But I was there. I was I was asleep and I woke up and <laughs> this girl's tapping me saying, blah, 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 blah. I look up, my boy's hitting it from the back and my other boy steps over me, puts his stuff in their mouth and I'm standing there like, like I'm suddenly in a threesome. I'm like, nah. oh, okay. I grabbed my covers and went in the living room. <laughs> oh, okay. It was like, nah, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? And then the girl came out after that and was like trying to get me to do something. I was like, nah. I'm, but my whole thing with you know sexual activities, I'm a different kind of person. Yeah. So they, my boys were tripping like, you didn't do it. I was like, nah. Yeah, yeah. But that, that's the only time. But like, if would I ever do something like that with my wife? Nah, because I just know. We might have a good time at the time, but it's inviting all kinds of jealousy and other shit. You know what I'm saying? That's inside of the camp. Think about it as a man. You want to do a threesome, and you're thinking, this is going to be great. Let's say it's a woman, too. This is going to be great. Uh, I would think so, but go on. Hey, a threesome is a threesome. It's three people. The sex is the man. I wouldn't be excited to make the London Bridge. (laughs) Okay, bet. To make you more comfortable with it, it's another woman. You got to really think about the details of what's happening in that sexual act. Yeah. Right. So let's say you are doing good. You're doing her, touching her. But as a man, you tap out, you done. Right. They still there. They still going at it. They doing all of this. Unless you're a voyeur, you like to watch. I'm watching. Go on. Yeah. But then once it's all over, this is your wife. Oh, you're saying it in that regard. That's right. If it's just a girlfriend or something like that, you know what I'm saying? I guess I can understand it. But this is your wife. Now, that same wife you seem to do all that stuff. And she gonna now she might even have an appetite to do something with a woman if that was her first time. Yeah. You introduce that. Yeah. And now she comes to you, let's say it's all honest, right? Now she comes yeah. to you and says, Hey, I really like that experience. Yeah. Do you mind if I have a woman to woman experience without you there? And you mad and you say no. But what you've done is now introduce that into your life. Now you got that in your back of your head. Damn, now she could cheat on me with not just a man, but a woman, because she liked that too. Just what I'm saying, you're introducing a lot of scenarios and things into it that you don't even think about. Because all you're thinking about is the pleasure of, you know, maybe repeating what you've seen in the porn or something like that. But when you bring all that into your marriage, that's supposed to be just between the two of y'all, then you're introducing more into it. So they fucked up by introducing that to the marriage. That's probably one of the things, right? Right. But there's probably others. I mean, I know I read about it. And, you know, all we hear is her side. So. Yeah. Whenever there's a breakup now, most of the time somebody's a villain, usually the guy. So now he manipulated her and he held her, you know, kept her from shining and all of this stuff. But this is all things that I would say you agree to do. If your man came in and said, hey, I'm feeling down, I'm feeling weak, don't go out there and and make money, be broke like me, right? Let's just say if that's what happened, as soon as you say yes, you cannot complain about it later. 
But they still do. Yeah, you can't. You'd be like, hey, as a couple, we decided to do this. And now looking back on it, I regret that because it led to this in our relationship. That would be a way to speak on it. But go back and saying, oh, he did this to me. Like, like he was just there like this, and it was just happening to you. You know what I'm saying? You were actively involved in what was happening. And even if he didn't have a discussion and he was indirectly, every time he was going out doing something, he just kind of messing it up for you, and yeah. being around and commenting on what you got on, then there's a point where you are supposed to be like, hey, bro, I noticed you doing X, Y, Z. What's up? Like, But my guess is they definitely talked about it. And now after the fact, you know, she's saying he did this, he did that. But y'all agreed to that, probably. My bet, my, even if there wasn't a discussion, even let's say if there even wasn't a discussion, you yeah. kind of allowed it to happen. And clearly you knew it was happening because you can articulate it now, right? Exactly, exactly. I mean, I knew something was up when it was like two years ago that she announced she's retiring from music. This is her final tour. Mm -hmm. And I went to it just because, one, it, she was retiring and I had never seen her perform before. And it was a great show. She was like a, performing-wise, she was like a female Michael Jackson. Like, that was like the whole vibe of it. Mm -hmm. She had the hat, she'd do the little things and stuff like it was it was giving Michael Jackson. Maybe six months after that, oh you know what? I'm gonna go back on tour again. And I bet you that was probably them having a fight and probably her on some, you know, I'm gonna go do my thing. Or her realizing at the time that she was feeling or being diminished and was like, you know, hell with that, I'm gonna go do me. Because yeah. you clearly doing you kind of thing. Yeah. But what goes on and what these people agree to in their relationships or not, uh, I don't I don't know. It's hard for us to be the ones to speak on it and, and make these sweeping accusations. Even her, she was upset that the uh, basically the court documents got out. Yeah. I mean, she all had, that stuff is public. And she had said some mean stuff in the court documents, but then I also know that she got a lawyer, and the lawyers will make you be very aggressive in the statements that you make so you can get what you get. And she may not have specifically necessarily felt that way, but the lawyer's going to tell you. Yeah. I mean, what, I mean, I didn't read it up on it, but I'm sure she probably went for full custody. Yeah. You rarely see public fallouts like this. And, oh, joint custody. Yeah, well, He's yeah. so perfect. We'll, we'll live right across the street like Kim and Kanye. Yeah, because uh, she may, you know what the funny thing is? She may have. She may have been like, okay, you know, we didn't work out, but I want my child to still be able to see her father. We should go 50-50. And her lawyer will be like, nah, that's not how this works. That's not how I you, get paid. You always, you always go for it and ask for more than what you actually want. And then you say all these aggressive things. And then you'll wind up getting what you want. Whereas if you say, I just want 50-50 custody and it's all good. You keep your money or whatever, right? And then you wind up getting less than that because his side is, is fighting hard. So once you get the lawyers and stuff involved, it's almost like the individuals aren't speaking anymore. Now the lawyers are doing battle. You know, and also probably while they were in that marriage, he probably was controlling everything. So what do you mean? He was like controlling the situation. Like, I don't I'm against that. I'm against this. So now I get by you. her getting a divorce and getting full custody, it's like she puts the ball in her, her court now. She can dictate when you see your kid. Give me some child support. I can go do what I want now. Like, I don't have to go to you for any. Yeah. Because when I even say manipulation or a person held you back yeah. uh, in a relationship, you will find that 
you consider what another person is feeling and the things that you do. And then after the fact, you'll blame that person for it, even though you never even spoke to them. So you could be like, well, I would have went out and made these records, but I felt like you would feel a certain way if I did, and you'd be mad about me going out to these public parties and being seen in public. So I didn't do that, even though he never said that. Right. But she felt that way, and that's that's actually normal for you to you know, be empathetic to your partner's feelings or what you think it is, and you change your behavior, even without having that discussion. Right. But then once it breaks up, you look at it like, well, oh, I held myself back or he held me down or whatever, even though it was a decision that you made and you didn't even discuss with the partner. That's that's what happens. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's a lot of nuance, and I feel like a lot of the people who make these comments on it, and maybe because that's just the way I think, uh, they don't apply their own life experience and vision, what they actually see in their day-to-day lives, to these same ass regular people that happen to be out there. And if you've ever been in a long-term relationship, which I'm sure a lot of you have, that's how it happens. And a lot of that stuff doesn't come out until there's an argument or something. Or, oh, I would have gone all the way in my career, but we had kids and we had this, and I felt like I needed to hold the home down. So that's what I did. You diminished me. Where he was, he'll be like, what? I never told you you had to do any of that. I thought we agreed to that. Yeah. Right? That's what they'll be that's what they'll be saying. Yeah. Or the other dude said, I would have been a big rapper and went doing all of this, but I never did all that because I figured you'd be jealous all the time or you know, accusing me of cheating because you're accusing me of cheating all the time now. No, they never had that conversation. She never said that. But that's something that he's thinking. And after if there's a breakup or something and people start to analyze what happened in their relationship. They always they most people when they analyze what happened in a relationship, it's almost like what did the other person do to me? They don't think what happened in this relationship. What did I do wrong? How can I have done better to do better in the future? Most people think what did they, where did it go wrong? What did they do? And how I didn't recognize this stuff before it happened, right? And then you go bring that into your next relationship. Bring that baggage. Hey, where can I put this? Yeah, there's no way for you to see the the future with another person looking at what happened with someone else in the past. But that's what you do because most people use their past references to know what they're going to do in the future, whether it be relationships, jobs, whatever, right? But I think that's what's really happening in this relationship. And she's got to say what she's got to say. I think some of those words that that are in that document are a lot of lawyers' words being more aggressive to make sure she can get more out of the thing. Like I said, I think, and this is without obviously any basis, we're not in that situation, we don't know, but I think she just wanted to get take control of her life again. That's ultimately what it was. Because she doesn't really strike me as the type of woman that's just like, head down, tell me what to do. No, nah, I'm sure that's not what he wanted. But you always got to find a medium ground. You say you want a, a, a super masculine man who's going to take control and all that kind of stuff, but there's other things that come with that. Right. And same thing with a woman. And you know, it's... This is something that's not really spoken about often, but athletes need to figure out what's the next step. After what? Sports? Sports. Because, I mean, sure, you can be in great shape for who you are, but father time is undefeated. And that's another thing. I feel like a lot of athletes, they don't have that plan for once they're done. Like, you see Brady, he couldn't stay retired. He didn't know what to do. I was like, damn this. Hanging with the kids. Let me get back on the field. I don't know what to do. I'm not ready for this. Yeah, but then he went back and he was like, hold up. 
let me go back and sit down. Sitting on the couch is pretty nice. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think he. I think the only reason Brady actually retired is because he he realized at that point that one he had nothing more to prove, but two there was an immense amount of talent in the league to where he wasn't going to be a winner anymore. Yeah, he couldn't Brady, perform at the same level. He exactly, because you know Brady is like a championship or bust kind of guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not playing football just to play football. He's playing football to win. He wants to run it up on you. Like, I'm going to set that. records. I'm going to score. I'm going to get this title. Boom. Next year, we're going to go back and run it back. So, yeah. So, I, I think I think somebody in that athlete world, they need to figure out something. And maybe it's this. Maybe it's podcasting because you're seeing a lot of athletes go to podcasting. I see – a lot of people say this about sports people that, I mean, we've been saying it and been hearing it since we've been children up until now, that they should be planning better for their future and all that. I think part of the reason why we don't see it is because for them planning for a life after basketball or football or whatever is, is almost admitting that there will be an end, that they, they'll go out on the low and not being good. And these people, it's all for them. They think it's at least 50% mental and the other 50% is what they physically do. So if they don't mentally think that I'm the best, and I'm always going to perform at my best, and I'm always going to be the shining star, then they're not going to perform well as if they're not thinking they're going to be performing well. Right. So I think it's not until they see their money or performance or whatever go down that they even really start to think about it. But there's still levels, right? Like basketball players, once you're at the NBA, you can go play in Europe or one of the other leagues. You can go play in China. China is here. Hey, you can stay here playing the big three. <laughs> yeah, playing the big three. And then they get all the way to that, and then they stop playing. And, and, and you know, in the Afri- African-American community, we like the ball. Yeah. They want to blow a bunch of money and spend. And, and that's why you always see it in football. This is a perfect example. Them linemen, them offensive linemen, them white dudes that make millions of dollars, whenever you actually see where them cats live, they just live in some regular suburban neighborhood in a regular house that happens to have nice cars in the front of it. But it's just a regular 400,000, 500,000, so we're in Texas, house. They don't got this crazy mansion with eight cars, you know what I'm saying? They don't, yeah, they don't wear all the clothes and all that kind of stuff because it's more of a cultural thing where they don't, they don't even need to flash and the money like that. We do. So to keep to sustain that lifestyle, people who aren't good with money and get that much money will raise their life expenditure to how much money they're making. So if I'm making $8 million a year, I'm living like I'm making $8 million a year. All your expenses are probably 7 million and then you're blowing almost a million on miscellaneous things. And when that starts to diminish, let's say you go from eight million to four million for what well, we're to us, that's the same. You know what I'm saying? Eight million, four million, whatever. But to them, now their lifestyle is half. That house they have has some death sell the house to get another one. And they are trying to hold on to that glory till they absolutely have to let it go, all of this stuff. Yeah. And then I think what also plays a part on it, you know, especially, you know, being in a black community, we're very materialistic mm-hmm. and image driven. So yeah. You know, Iman, for example, I wouldn't say he was the man, but he was in his peak, you know, on the Cavs, winning that championship. Yeah. I imagine when he moved around Cleveland, he was like a god for those next couple of years. Mm-hmm. So that feeling that he had, that's not there today. If he, if he walks across the GWB into New York and goes in the club, it's just like, oh, what's up, Iman? Ain't no... He's used to, oh my God, can I have your picture, your autograph, yeah. and this and that. It's like, you know, in the black community, we look at somebody like him today and we go, oh, he washed. 
And that's a that's an ego check for for us. Yeah, if that's what you need. You know. But then like you said, to contrast that his girl's going up. Yeah. So for me, I would love that. Oh, you get millions, we get millions. Which leads me to this whole thing that I've always heard about people and relationships, you singles out there, the only ones you argue about this. Yeah. Whether or not you should go 50-50 on bills or whatever, right? Okay. The thing that always confused me is because this is the way me and my wife have done it, and all the couples I know have done it, is all that money goes into a single pot. It's not you make 60 and I make 40, it's we make 100. That's how it should be. Yeah, yeah, but then people, you always hear people, well, oh, I pay 70% of the bills and this person pays 30 and we split the bills. How do you split the bills in a marriage? It, I don't even understand that. Yeah. It all goes into the same pot. Now, I do understand you guys may be having a joint account and then maybe some separate accounts so you can spend your money kind of freely, your extra money, without okay. having to check and make sure the bills are paid. Because if all your money is in a single pot, you do have to make sure you have enough money to pay those bills before you go buy it. So you're on board with main joint account and both having their own separate account. Yeah, because you know what if you work let's say they work regular jobs and they get paychecks, okay. You can you can siphon out 10%, 20% that yeah, are in yeah. direct deposit into a different account and then eighty okay. percent of your main account. So you can always siphon off that off and make sure you guys have a conversation, you agree to that, okay, our bills are X. So from your paycheck, we'll put in this much and for mine, we put in this and you keep this. Yeah. And whatever you spend that extra two hundred on every two weeks is you know on you or whatever. And this joint account is for bills and all that, all the extra stuff. But even then, most of the money will still go into that joint account. So let's say your monthly bills are five thousand dollars. Let's say. Okay. And between the two of y'all, y'all make fifteen. You don't just put five thousand in there and then the two of y'all take the extra money and hold it. You're probably going to put, you know, fourteen, twelve in in that main account. Oh, like. Yeah, y'all rich. <laughs> you, and, right over there, no. <laughs> <laughs> you put that in the bank account, and most of your money is in your joint account, and then you guys have some money that's on the side for yourselves, right? Okay. That's what I would think would be the way to go about it. It just baffles me. So that when people talk about going 50-50 on bills, I think of that as a single person thing. You're yeah. moving in with the person for the first time, right. and now that's you like split the bills. You don't know. It's like roommates. <clears throat> yeah, me and my girl, we didn't even do that. When we, we moved in together, we had, we were engaged. We weren't married yet, yeah. but it was the same kind of thing. Like, everything just kind of went together. And it made sense to me, and then she came from a, a family where their parents are still together, and she knew that's what they did, so it made sense that, to her as well. So okay. we just kind of naturally did that. So hearing it now, when people are talking about splitting bills and women getting upset, like, oh, if I got to split the bills, and he need to take care oh, of everything. Yeah, you do nice things for your wife, right? Mm-hmm. Buy her flowers. My buyer. Not as gift. much as I should, I will admit. My buyer yes. gift and all that. I'm uh-huh. Sorry to put that out there, but hey, <laughs> hey, you got some flowers coming. <laughs> but uh, when you do do that, mm-hmm. do you use the joint account or your account? Uh, I would have to use my account because on the joint account, she's got like notifications. I mean, if a dollar gets spent, she get text messages. But it's a security thing because we've had our accounts or she's left a purse somewhere or something and we've had money taken out and we had to go through all this stuff to put the money back. So now it's like kind of a, a thing. I don't have those because I don't want to get a message all the time. Yeah. So in order for her not to see, then yeah, I have to spend if I want it to be a surprise. But if I let's say if I bought flowers from Kroger, you know, it just looks like I bought some something from Kroger. I don't need to hide that. If it's from 1-800-Flowers or something like that, then that's different. And it's right around Valentine's Day. But I've done it. I've come home from work and stopped at the store and grabbed some flowers while I was getting something else. 
and it's just mixed in with all the other money and it pops up as an Albertsons purchase, but you know, they don't know. And the only thing is there's been times where she bought me gifts and had to tell me, don't look at the Amazon account. Don't look at the Amazon <laughs> <laughs> Because we, you know, don't look we, at recent orders. <laughs> yeah, I can look in there and see what she ordered for me for my birthday or Christmas or whatever. And now it's like, I'm like, man, I kind of wish you hadn't even told me that because I don't really look at the account like that unless I'm going to buy something myself, which right. I understand it's possible I might have wanted to look up the price on something, seeing something got ordered and be like, oh. Yeah. You, but, you, so you guys, I'm assuming, have a joint email address. No, we have no. our own email, email address. So how would you look at the Amazon account? You can both log into an Amazon account with the same credentials and see the oh, same Oh, so it's just like your email or something like that? And no, it's her. It's actually her account under her name, but oh. I just use, you know, on my phone, I use her email address and log into the gotcha, email. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, so, but we use it jointly. So Right, right. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, if you buy something from there, she'll be like, don't look at the Amazon account so I don't see what I got or whatever. Gotcha. And that's, that's so hard. I'm like, all I got to do is open this app and I know exactly what I got. But yeah, like, but if you ain't logged in, then she'll get the email that you logged in from this location. No, nah, on the app, we're both logged in at the same time. You can't, you can't. Oh, okay. So, only if it's a new device. Once you've logged in, it's, it's always. But you know what? In. You're a good husband, and you would never defy her trust that way. Well, I have to also, but also found out from the first time she did this, I have to go in there and turn off the notifications when stuff gets delivered or whatever, because it'll, it'll, a pop up will come up on my yeah. phone and says your delivery was, you know, delivered at the door with a little picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even though it's still a box, like I know what it is, and that can still prompt me to want to open it up. So gotcha. I had to turn the notifications off and everything. She's like, I don't see nothing. <laughs> yeah. But for the 50-50 thing, like, it only doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me because I'm in long-term marriage and all our money basically goes in the same pot and we pay the bills together. And, like, yeah. who makes more money is, like, irrelevant. Like, I, the only, the only thing I can kind of see is I've, there's been definitely instances where my wife made more money than me, but I was never, like, bothered by it. I guess I was aware of it as a man. Yeah. I guess she would be. But I wasn't bothered by it, you know what I'm saying? And what it really does make me is like, man, if this, I have to ask myself, if this really bothers me that my wife makes more money than me, then I need to go get more money. If it bothers me that much. Now, she's never made a significant amount, maybe a few thousand more a year, Damn. something like that. Huh? The way you said it, she's never made a significant amount. No, I don't mean overall. I mean, okay. significant amount more than me. Let me clarify. Oh, okay, okay. She's never made a significant, maybe not never, because there's been times I've been unemployed and she was working and that would be significant. Yeah. And, Unless she was unemployed and, during the and, pandemic. And vice and versa. Got nah, we both, we stayed employed throughout the whole pandemic. Oh, and, the sorry, and the job I had at the time, bro, I still had to get up, leave the house and go there. So the pandemic damn near didn't happen to me. Yeah. Like everybody's working from home and didn't have to go nowhere. Nah, I was still at work but every you, day. She was loving the no traffic. Oh, I did. I definitely love that. <laughs> yeah, I definitely love that. Cruising around. But uh, yeah, so for you as a single person, when you hear the arguments about people going 50-50, you know, you know some for, people... For me as a single man, it, it's it's weird to me because here's my thing. When you're single and you're dating, right? Mm -hmm. Typically, at least men that are about something, they're usually the one doing the courting. You know, you're putting your first foot forward Inviting her here, picking her up, paying for this. Mm -hmm. There is no 50-50 in the beginning. So, honestly, I don't even see how that transition happens. Because I think as a female, I think I would be kind of offended. If if you were courting with everything, paying for everything, you know, you get the box, we, you know, we become a relationship, and all of a sudden now you're hold like... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Okay. You get the box. I think I know what that means, but what the hell are you talking about? I'm talking about you get the pussy. You know, okay. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, we're You're men. You're crazy, right? bro. At the end of the day, we're <clears throat> men. 
Uh-huh. And that is, I'm not saying that's the end game, but that is the, that the is, goal. That ain't the end that's game. That's not the end game. Well, it depends on what you're dating for. If you're dating just to fling, then that's the end game. But if you're dating looking for something, then that's not the end game. That's just a checkpoint. You obviously do eventually want to have sex. So you're saying that since you're paying for everything in a dating phase, you should continue to pay for everything once you guys are together. No, what I'm saying is I don't see how that transition happens to 50-50. When you move in together and now you got bills jointly, that's how it happens. Okay, but once again, the whole 50-50, I think how I would handle that, I would pay the rent, right, or pay the mortgage or whatever the case may be, and I would just, you know, the lesser bills, you know, like if rent is 2000 a month, I'm going to be like, you know, take care of the internet, you know, take care of the... That's so tough, bro. That's, look, this, again, call me freaking old school if you want to, yeah. but you shouldn't be moving in with nobody you're not basically about to marry. Okay, I can see that. At which point, you guys should start intermingling your finances. And also, when you're moving in together is when that conversation happens about... See, here's... I'm sure you heard the statistic about divorce and how most divorces are supposedly over money, right? Okay. Well, what they almost don't... All, almost all breakups are about money. Here's what they don't tell you. It's not really about money as in not having it and not having enough. It's usually about the both of you two have a different outlook on how money works and how you treat money. You grew up poor, I grew up rich. In my family, money being spent frivolously is how we showed love, right? Yeah. And your family making things, you know, by hand and saving money for a rainy day is something else. Now you got these two people coming together to try to make a relationship. And now, especially if you haven't had that conversation or even just haven't even noticed how a person reacts with money, that's what they mean by over money because usually you guys both have a different outlook on what money is, is for, what it's used for, your relationship to it, how it makes you feel. Some people have tremendous anxiety around money and some people just, you know, it's nothing. You put those two people in a relationship, one person who's blowing money all the time is giving their partner crazy anxiety. Yeah. And then the person who's blowing money all the time, you being really cheap, feels restricting to them. Right. And now they argue about it and break up over yeah. money. Yeah. But it was never about there not being but enough yeah, money. I think, like, kind of like what you said, though, I think a conversation does need to be had. Like, I don't think you could just get into a relationship, get into a single home, a single apartment or whatever, share everything and not have that conversation of how we going to bust this down. I'm not necessarily saying if you're in the beginning stages that y'all should have joint accounts. But there has to be some sort of conversation. If you're moving in together, I don't think you can legally have joint accounts, but you can make an account and put it in whoever's name and treat it as such. Because if you guys are moving in together, you're together trying to form a single unit, right? Why are you moving in together to form a single unit and still operating like an individual? And that's why I said you're roommates, because you're not married, you're roommates. Now, I strongly believe that you should move in with somebody before you marry them. Because I feel I like can agree I, with that. I truly believe you don't know somebody until you live with them. Because yeah. <laughs> you might see a whole different person, you know, when you go in the kitchen, you go in the bathroom, you're like, what the? Yeah, you're like, you nasty. Over here, this over here, like, dang, you ain't, this. oh my, no, I can't do this, you know? So well, that's when the conversation can be had to, right? Again. Right. So, like, speaking for myself, how I would handle that, going back to the 50-50 thing when it comes to finances, I usually like to, and I do this just with myself, I like to itemize what my overhead is so I can know what I have to set aside and what I can go fuck off. 
you know, I haven't got to the point of being super responsible and hey, I should be saving all this, which I should be. But you know, <laughs> listen, yeah, you know, it is what it is. But I think that should happen with a relationship. You should have your, you should itemize your main bills, like your overhead, like the the mandatory. Then bring off your 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 sub your sub bills, like which entertainment, is like, clothes, stuff like that. No, that's 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 that should go to disposable income, like your 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 sub stuff, kind of like. You know, grooming like that's not mandatory, but you need to get that done. You have to be presentable. I get you. Okay. Your hair done, your nails done, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Like that should be broken off into a subsection. And now you take that overall of it, and then I would say, you know, depending on whoever's the breadwinner, because it wouldn't make sense the guy paying the most and he works at Kroger and she's a Fortune five hundred CFO. Them clearly. people ain't finna be living together anyway. But I'm just saying, obviously, in that situation... If he works at Kroger Kroger, and she's a CEO, he lives with her. Right. So, I would, one, go based off the amount of money that each one is making. And I would just do it like a percentage. Like, I think I would lean closer to 60-40. Like, the guy paying the 60. Depending Mm -hmm. on what they're making. I I would say 60-40 if their income is about equal. That that that's that's how I would break it down. I see it all goes into the same pot, and we both paying everything. And and that's what it should eventually turn into. You're still speaking from like a marriage perspective. You should be doing that if you're moving in and living with a person. I mean, that can get tricky though. If you're moving in and living with a person, and you're not intending to marry and live your life with them, what are you doing? How can that get tricky? How can that get tricky? Explain how can that get tricky? All right, let me play devil's advocate. Think of a situation. Let's say it counts in my name. You know, she's giving me the money and I'm paying for everything with the money. Mm-hmm. She gives me everything. She gives me everything. And let's say just one day I wake up and I just just dip out and it turns and it turns out I ain't paid nothing for the last two, three months. You haven't been paying attention to the bank. It's my bank account. I'm saying. But the other person can still log in and have access. And oh, you're saying that that person should have access to yeah. my bank account. Yeah, absolutely. The bank account is just in your name because it can't be in both because you're not married. Well, let's say she didn't log in. She just trusted me to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is that's that's my money. It's in my account. She can't take it out. She could probably do some things since she has online access. But let's just say I get what you're saying. Let's say I wiped it off and just ran off with the plug. You see what I'm saying? Relationships and even how we relate to people in the world is all just a social contract. Anybody can do anything at any time. Just because I'm married. Doesn't mean my wife is not empty me account running off with some nigga right this second. I right. don't know that. Right. It's possible, yeah. but that's part of the love and the trust that you have when you get with right. a person. So yes, a person could run off on the plug with you, like you said. Yeah. But that is always the case from the moment that person met you to the time you die together. Right. That never changes. Yeah. There's got to be a there's got to be a level of trust that you have with a person. And this you guys living together is the trial run, right? Yeah. If you guys aren't even mixing your money to the time you guys say I do, you're introducing a new set of problems when you're just getting married. And now you may find something you're incompatible with, but y'all don't got married already. Gotcha. Well, in my in my past, how I've done it, we'll share an email address, all bills, all bills. That's, that's crazy. And, that, and that's, and that, <laughs> no, I'm still got my own email addresses, but we share one just for the bills. So just so that way we have access and everything just goes in one place. Because why give... Why give her my email address or she give me hers and it's a bunch of personal mixed in there with bills. I don't need to see Bro, all that. Me and my wife's stuff, like 
we lose track because some bills are in her name and some bills are online. Right. But we both have access to to, to log into any account. We right. have to and, keep and, a and that's why I said the share the email address thing. It's just, in my opinion, that I could that, it, I that actually just, could that could be a good idea. I think it's just easier to have everything go there because now it's not a personal account. It's literally now if you're looking for a receipt, if you're looking for a transaction, see if it went through, it's all just mined in one place. But that's also a part of the partnership. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah, maybe the electricity bill is in her name and it goes to yeah. her email address and I don't know about it. But I can still log into the regular account and if the bills are even if the bills aren't getting paid, I'm going to find out. You're still going to be looking at stuff unless you're a person who like lets your spouse just pay everything. And you don't pay attention to none of that. Some people do that. That's fine. <clears throat> that that joint email address is going to be on my phone, so I'm gonna I'm gonna see that the bill was paid because I know on the 14th of every month, Frontier is going to come. You know, take out that internet. Okay, she took care of business. I think that's just part of the. For me though, I just think it's part of the trust. There's supposed to be trust there. Oh, when you're moving in with somebody and you don't want to. Put your money in account with them because you're worried they're gonna run off on your money. With what the hell y'all moving together for? If you can't entrust them that much, yeah. you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's got to be like a level of trust that's already there, and I'm trusting a, you to pay your portion of the and, bill, a, and a right? vulnerability that's gonna always be there. Yeah. Now I put everything in one place, and maybe you can make one person be responsible for physically paying the bills. Like you're the person who goes online, logs in, puts the card information, and hits pay. But the money comes from both of y'all, and the bills just get paid. I can see both ways. Of it simplifies. It. You're overcomplicating that. What to me, what you guys are doing is overcomplicating it, and you're setting that barrier that you're you and I'm me, and not we're we. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And it makes it a whole lot easier for somebody to walk away and stuff too. But believe it or not, being so intertwined with a person is part of what keeps you together. And if you always keep that barrier, it makes it easier for you to walk away. Take it from me, man. I've been married for a while. I know what I'm talking about. Well, uh, just real quick. Um, I had something I did want to speak about, but I'm going to save it for next time because I want to have something to go in there with that. But while we're talking about relationships, let's let's, let's slide into this uh, this Diddy and Cassie thing. You uh, Relationships into Diddy and Cassie thing? It's a hell of, that was, hell of a segue. That was a, that was a hell of a relationship. <laughs> that was a hell of a relationship. Uh, Did you hear some of the stories? I actually read all, I think it was 35 pages. Oh, really? Yeah. Of the oh, complaint. I didn't read none of that shit. Yeah, because uh, I don't know, man. Me and my wife were having these discussions, and I felt myself unequipped, and she was. Okay. So I was like, you know what? Let me educate myself. So I'm always saying to myself, educate yourself, you fool. Yeah, yeah. So you got to freaking educate yourself. So I, I read it, and uh, it was, again... Like I always say, when you get lawyers involved, uh, the language is more is verbiage and stuff is very aggressive. But I think this is just the tip of the iceberg. Like this was like like okay, you didn't want to give me the money I was asking for up front. This is the kind of stuff I'm going to say. This little bit. I think I think there's a lot more. And that's why he was like, oh, and gave her the money. Thirty million, right? Yeah, but I think I think she got more than thirty million. But you never know. He settled so fast. I think she got him for more than thirty million than what she was originally asking for. But just going back to what was actually in in there, yeah. So a, a good deal of it is what I would consider to be what happens in a relationship between two people and some consensuals, as we would think is crazy kinky sex and other okay. stuff. Okay. 
but it didn't seem like any of it, most of it wasn't against her will. There was some that was. Okay. <clears throat> so you got that mixed in with him actually abusing her and all of that other stuff. It's all mixed into it. And a lot of people, when there's a victim involved, it's very hard to try, and I've heard this in a lot of conversations, to try to blame that victim for being in that position. And Diddy was like, well, almost 40, 30-something. When he met her, she was like 19. Yeah, and, you know, he, I remember that. My yeah, space was popping. Yeah, he knew that. He really, he really knew the game more than she did. Absolutely. So he really knew how to game her. You know, people are coming up and say, uh, what's the term? They used the love bomb or whatever. He yeah, love bombed yeah, yeah. her or whatever. Uh, yeah, he, he stole her. Yeah, he jacked Shout her. Shout out to Ryan Leslie. Was that Ryan Leslie? Yeah. It was, because he was the one who, who wrote, like, He's the one Long Way to Go. He did damn near the whole album. Okay, yeah. That was dope, too. Yeah. <laughs> the production was good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, so he jacked her from her. She was young. She got in deep in a lot of things um, with her drug addiction and all this other kind of stuff. Um, he just crossed the line. And she, and you know, there's a statue. I forgot there's some, it's like a, a victim's line. They gave people, like, a year. Yeah, that just ended. Yeah. yeah, to come back and, mm-hmm. you know, do stuff on people. So she uh, definitely took advantage of that. Absolutely. But he's also guilty. And to me, this is like the epitome of that abusive relationship where you care for that person, but they're also abusing you. And you have willingly participated in some of the abuse, but that doesn't excuse the abuse. Right. You see what I'm saying? So uh, that's kind of how I feel about it. Uh, are we on Are we on the We Ain't Listening to Diddy No More tour? We don't know because I don't think this is going to be the last lawsuit. I think there have been some more already, right? I mean, I mean, against him. him. I mean, people have already been coming. I mean, did we just find out that he got Pac killed? Was it Pac? I thought it was uh, Cuddy. No, he blew up Cuddy's car. No, remember the Keefe D or whatever? He said that Puff is the one that put the hit on Pac. Uh, I must have missed that face of the news. Yeah, that's what just broke like a few months before this. I wouldn't be surprised if that's true. But, you know, the whole thing with him blowing, that was in the report, too. She was, um, I wouldn't go as far. She didn't, well, according to the documents, she didn't go as far as say she was messing with Kid Cudi, but she was chilling with him hard. Yeah. And Puffy and Puffy threatened him and then blew dude's car up and everything. He yeah, was, I heard supposedly he made sure that uh, when it was blown up that everybody was there so they knew. That was, And he said that he was going to do that to her before he did it, and then he did it. So imagine you're a woman that's dude threatens in that way and then does it, yeah. scares everybody. And then remember, Cuddy fell off for a minute. And yeah. he was talking real cryptic and saying this industry is crazy. Yeah. And I was just thinking, we all think sexual abuse yeah. or something, but we didn't know he's probably having his well, life you know, when the lawsuit first came out, Cuddy came out and he co-signed that. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Yeah, said, yeah that happened. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Then, and then as soon as he got closed, then he went right back into his little hole. He, mm-hmm. Well, Cuddy seems like a sensitive dude, and I don't mean that in a, in a negative way. So something like this happening to him, I'm sure he like really felt that, and he oftentimes would put that into his music. But I think he needed to wrestle down those feelings into something he can translate before he does that. But uh, yeah, this, she she let him off. She let him off easy, and that's the thing. Like what happened between the two of them is hard to prove and prosecute in a court of a criminal court of law to make him go to jail. Yeah, but definitely get him in a civil case and get his money. I don't think she wanted him to go to jail. I think she wanted to get paid and expose what really and happened. And she did that, and he because, stepped down and revolt even, all even that is even if the case is closed, the the tangible paperwork is out there now. So now it's for the next person to come.
come out and say what they said. He already he had, had to step down at Revolt. He lost a couple deals. Oh, I'm he telling down you. At yeah. Oh shoot. Well, maybe he, I think he just stepped aside. You know, like yeah. one of those things where it's like oh, I'm still I still own this. Yeah, I still own this. I'm just not going to run it kind of thing. Sexual like, harassment lawsuits coming. Ooh, let me uh, step away from Like old boy from with Papa John's Pizza, how he kind of stepped to the side, but he still owned that kind of thing. Yeah, when he was saying all that stuff. Yeah, that, well, he's not the spokesman yeah, anymore, yeah, right? Yeah, but uh, Shaq. Shaq's, Shaq's everybody. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's kind of what I think. And uh, it would have been a lot worse. Got me on the humble. I know, right? <laughs> he, uh, there's, I'm sure there's going to be more. I'm sure he's done more. And I remember I was talking to my older brother about this over the weekend. He was talking about, oh, man, these you know people are wicked. And yeah. They're so evil. And I was like, you know what I really think? And I've said this to my wife, so I get this a great time for me to finally say it publicly. Here's my thing on these super uber rich, powerful people. All right. The, the rest of us are just trying to survive. We just want to keep a roof over our head and eat, mm-hmm. right? And then once we got that taken care of, then we might move into experiences. And those experiences are basic stuff, vacations, going out of town, or whatever. Okay. These uber rich people have done all that. They ain't got to worry about that. And I think as humans, we always got to have something to struggle against, something to get into, some new adventure to get into. Yeah. But with the regular things being out of the way and him being rich for so long, all that traveling and meeting and having regular sex with a bunch of women, that's all boring. That's passe. I'm saying that's why whenever you hear about people buying and selling kids or you know, people auctioning sex slaves underground is always super crazy rich people. And it's not the money. The price they buy this stuff for is nothing. Yeah. It's the power and the expense over that. And now Diddy probably has a power thing, too, that goes along with all this. Yeah. And I don't think that these people are particularly wicked. I just think a lot of money given to a person and a lot of time, people just start getting into shit. Like, really, I think that's really what it is. And the, what they get into gets crazier and crazier the more time and the more money that they have. Yeah. And Diddy's thing seems to be sex, but other people's stuff could be domination, where you ever wonder why these super rich people are always manipulating the government and all that kind of stuff. Can't you just sit back and be rich? Nah, it's a power thing, man. That's how they, they that's how they still feel they alive. Get bored. They yeah. Get bored. yeah, they get bored. That's how they still feel alive. They still feel like they're on this yeah. earth doing something yeah. and manipulating. And they may still be doing kinky sex stuff too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially if it's men. Yeah. So I mean, wasn't that a couple of rumors for a while that Diddy was messing with guys? Yeah, probably just because he bored too. You never know. You know what I'm saying? That, that sounds sound wild to us. Sense. You know what I'm saying? But I'm when bored you bored shit, you know, where's some dickhead? Like what? <laughs> or it could weird. be, a, or it could be a power thing. Like maybe he's not taking it; he's giving, and that makes him feel powerful. You never know. People are weird, man. Yeah. Especially when they're rich and powerful. Yeah. That's why I really, really think about this. So I wouldn't even say that they're particularly wicked people. I think all that money and power just leads to what we would consider to be wickedness. Shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so, so you do you believe her? Uh, no, and yes. Okay. Meaning, I don't know for sure. Right, right, right. But the only thing that makes me believe anything she has to say is. Diddy's actions. He said a quick, or as we've seen with with Jamie Foxx when he got he just got accused of something, and he was like, "Not only, yeah, not only am I denying this, but I'm countersuing." Yeah, yeah. But this same woman, I, I when I read up on it, it looked like she had tried to sue him once before. I don't know so many years ago. Yeah. I, I don't even know if it was about the same instance, but um, so he obviously him and his lawyers feel like they got a good chance to beat this right. since they beat it already. Right. But not only that, he's suing her back for defamation yeah, and all of that, right? Absolutely. Where Diddy wasn't. I really think Diddy just was like, yeah, whatever, do something. 
And then she did something. He's like, hold up, hold up, hold up. So here's the thing you got to be wary about. Like, they was together for like a decade, probably longer. Oh, she yeah, she got way more tea than what she so, had in there. What she what she put in there is probably what she only wanted to be public. Just to let I'm you sure know. Behind man. back doors, she's like, just so you know, this might be 35 pages. It could have been 66. Yeah, you know. Just so you know. Because mm-hmm. you, you know, know I know, and you know that I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That's what I really think happened for sure. You so know. this is just a little, you know, you sprinkle a little money, but it would have been if she went all the way out and this thing dragged out yeah. for months. As a public went through every document and yeah, every court yeah, thing, it really it, killed. Because you got to look at it like this. I mean, you said you know sued him for thirty million. You said probably got more. Let's let's call the number fifty million. What is fifty million when you got a billion dollars? You got multi-million dollar deals on the table. Mm-hmm. Pay that. That ain't nothing but a tax write-off. Just just put it off to the side. It's all yep. it's all good. Put this behind you. I think that's what it was. So. Now, that could have been that to save face. And it also could have been because that stuff was true. Listen, two things can be true. Yeah, it's true. And he wanted to save face. It didn't really help him save face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But obviously, the longer something like that lingers on, the more damage it's going to do. But people were talking about Diddy, 50 Cent in particular, and his... And did his weird sexual appetites for the Oh, 50 Cent been saying he was gay. He was a little gay boy and doing all kinds of... I remember this one thousand listening fifty was like, "Oh boy, called me up." I was like, "Yeah, I'll take you out. I'll take you shopping." He was like, "What the fuck? Got <laughs> a grown ass man trying to take me shopping?" Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. Just crazy. So yeah. we didn't heard and known, and it's almost a lot like him. We always go back because he's the last person that got hit with this kind of thing. R. Kelly. We all heard about everything he was doing and knew about it. It wasn't until the document was it? Yeah, that thing came out that uh, surviving R. Kelly. Surviving R. Kelly. Oh, and then when he, he was did that interview with Gail, I guess yeah, that we interview. just. We was like, yeah, my life. yeah, it was like, yeah, you, you a sicko. Bro. That's that's what we all saw that you yeah. shouldn't have did the interview. That's what it took for the public to really like really stop messing with him to the point where like Which you can't separate the because, music. You know, when they were at the barbershop selling the sex tapes, that wasn't enough for people to stop fucking with him. That's true. That right there should have been the end of it. Forget the fact that he wasn't in a court of law getting done up, but it comes down like you said with the power. Who was R. Kelly around that time when that came out? He was the man. Bro, he was coming off of Space Jam, I Believe I Can Fly. He had the world greatest, Mm -hmm. Step in the Name of Love. And that's just his hits. Let alone the ones he wrote for other people. That's what I'm talking about. So I think that's why that got to rock for so long. And a lot of people were making money off this, so that's why also they were helping facilitate this to keep the money machine going. they said when all this was going down that he was the type of cat that had a bed in the studio. Where, like, he'd be working on songs and he'd have a girl in there just doing the thing. So think about the people he was collaborating with at the time. You know, I mean, he did a he did two joint albums with Jay. I'm sure Jay probably came over there to go record some shit. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, I've already got the vocals down. Go ahead and, you know, do your verse on there. I'm just going to be over here. And Jay probably seeing this little girl like, here. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I'm out. Like, you're like, I don't want to be around none of that. I'm like, one yeah, take home. I'm not gonna go out there and say Kate J or whomever name a person like that. Like you knew, you had to know. Yeah. We don't know what he saw, but in order for someone like an I mean, R. Kelly, Jay, Jay knew. Jay was doing the same thing, but at least he wiped her. Yeah, even with the even with the Cassie thing with Diddy, there's probably some people around that knew what was happening, saw what was happening, and but some people are like, if she not if she don't get out herself, 
then I'm not going to try to save her because we all see when you try to get somebody out of a relationship and they don't want to be, they just go right back. Yeah. So I can understand and in that case, some people maybe not jumping in, but when the, like with R. Kelly and the young people, he messed with so many different women and even the ones that he had that are still like married to him now, uh, there had to be a system in place to help facilitate all that. And when he had the money and the power to keep everybody in place at work, but once he fell off and fell off long enough, People was like, well, the you're money, not paying me now. The yeah. money stopped. That's all it was. It not only that, now I can get money by snitching on you. Since I can't get money from you keeping me quiet, I'm going to keep get money from having them have me talk. And that's how they that's how they was doing it. So if Puffy ever falls off too and he got just a little bit of money he can still give away, there'll be more people coming out the woodworks. And that's, I'm pretty sure we're going to see some more stuff from him and others while the statue goes off. And yeah, I know a lot of people are going to say, well, I don't believe any of these women. There's going to be some bad actors in there that are just cashing and trying to get some money. But, you know, there's also people that legitimately have uh, something that happened to them and they want to be compensated for. it. So, you don't know. We'll see. The whole thing is just nasty. I'm telling you right now. What? Whatever she said, that nigga did that shit. Uh, I ain't never seen a lawsuit so fast. <laughs> That's the only thing that would make me think that. Yeah. check cash faster than a lotto ticket. Yeah, it was like not even 24 hours. He was Man, like, okay. It was like, I went to sleep hearing about it and I woke up and it was settled. Like, it was mm-hmm. that quick. I don't think that he thought she would really go in and reveal all that because a lot of what she said in those documents is embarrassing for her. Yeah. Like the part with him hiring porn stars and then filming it or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, she was she was in on it. Yeah. I know it's, it's it's embarrassing for her to want to admit to something like that. But I don't think that's a lot of people do. It's like, you're not going to say nothing because then that puts you out there too. Yeah. She was like, and you whatever. Know, I want to, I want to try and be respectful when I say this. She probably, since she's left that whole Diddy situation, mm-hmm. you know, cause she's moved on and got married kids, but she still probably has a lot of trauma that she's been dealing with. And who knows? She's probably been going to therapy mm-hmm. and they're like, look, the best way to get over this is to just let it out and confront you. Let, let the truth set you free. Mm-hmm. And with that whole situation going down, she's probably like, you know what? I can also I can let the truth out, and I can set my family up. Yep. You know, because you're gonna need a couple of coins after you said that, because you know <laughs> you don't want you know. Yeah, some people say it was a cash grab, and I think that's true. But it's, it was also her settling up. Both could be true. You yeah. don't want to tell your truth and, and, you know, also and some get some money from it. Yeah. It's also some security. Yeah. Because, I mean. Oh, he going to pay. He hey, paid. Because what happened to Kim? <laughs> You're talking about Kim Kardashian, right? No. Oh, oh, Kim Porter? Yeah. What happened with that? Bro, you know what's funny? It's just one day she's died. Is, Yeah. We all think. A lot of people, even before this happened, was thinking it. You know, have you ever heard that Love album he made? There's a song on there called Kim Porter. I almost threw up when it started playing. And so I looked at my player and the song was called Kim Porter. I was like, oh, yeah. oh that's gross. I was like, it's called I, Kim Porter? Yeah. And it's like a love song. Uh, it's more like an ambiance, R&B love song. It actually sounds good. But like I was I was vibing to it about 30 seconds in. Then I looked over at my phone to see the title. I was like, oh, oh that's terrible. And then now, like, funny, I go back and listen to the album and it's almost like when you listen to R. Kelly after knowing what he was into and you hear some of the stuff in the lyrics and you look at it a whole different way. Yeah. Same thing. When I listen to that album, he there's like this skit where he's like, 
hey, how's that new boo cheating treating you? And she goes, what new boo? He's like, yeah, good answer. Things could have went bad real quick. And it sounded funny, like weird, like I'm trying to be a player before all this came out. And then when this came out, I'm like, oh, yeah, this controlling. You start putting, you start putting yeah. the pieces yeah, to the Yeah, this puzzle. controlling yeah. sicko shit was always here. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's... It's, it's a lot to it, and I'm like, you know, God bless Cassie and her family, and I hope uh, she's gotten the closure she needs and the help she needs. Diddy, I mean, he probably going to keep doing what he's doing, keep paying people off, keep doing the NDAs. Shit, my truck might blow up on the way up out of here after hearing this shit. But, <laughs> you know, I, I, you never know, bro. That's yeah. all I can say. You never know. Yeah. 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 Like an A. Well, before we get off of that, I just want to throw a little joke in there. You think him and Biggie ever did anything? Nigga. Nigga. I mean, why are we talking about Bad Boy and Puff? I'm not going to disrespect Big's memory like that. Man, listen, I love Big. No, you don't. But he has he has some sus. Not, not with saying stuff like that? You don't think he has some sus well, lyrics? What? Oh, you look so good, I suck on your daddy's dick, that one? Damn, just hearing it. Like, I got it in my head, but then when you say it, it just... It, 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 didn't, sound, like, it didn't sound so gay back when I heard it when it came out. I was like, damn, that nigga's serious. You, 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 think he got pass, <laughs> you think he got a pass on that? Because that was like before pause? Yeah, yeah before the crazy, crazy, ridiculous homophobia that's out here yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. When the homophobia was just underground homophobia. <laughs> Is that what they call it, down low? <laughs> oh, God. But even the pause thing, like we was talking about that before we started recording, like yeah. to me, that's ridiculous. And you hear it all the time on Joe Budden's podcast, they do it all the time. And yeah. the other people I know, they just they say something and they like pause. And then I have to think about what they said. Like, I guess that could be construed as something gay. But to me, like I said, that means you're always thinking about something gay. So are you gay? Because I can say something and I won't even, I won't even think that would sound gay because I'm just talking. I like the Jedi mind trick you did when mm-hmm. you say that because it's like, oh, well, if you're saying pause, that means you're thinking about something gay. So. Are you gay? No. Yeah, I mean, you're always thinking about something something gay. You know, I think guys are just sexual. We're overly sexual towards women, obviously. But so but you only mind, say pause mind, about men. Our mind is always thinking about something sexual. I think that's where the pause comes from. Our mind is always thinking about something sexual. So when we hear something that sounds crazy or see something that looks crazy, that's why we're like, whoa, pause. Yo, chill. Like, what you doing? Hey, yo. <laughs> It's just nah. like it's just like look, nah. look, I'm not thinking, I'm not thinking about no guy sucking dick. Yeah, However, if I'm at the baseball game and I see some dude trying to eat a hot dog and it just looks like crazy, I'm it like, just looks like a dude eating a hot dog to me, bro. Like people say when they say somebody eating a hot dog and it looked like you sucking dick, I'm like, okay, what kind of crazy ass porn are you watching? Number one. Or somebody's doing all of this to suck a fucking dick, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I don't even see, I don't even see how that reminds you of it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I hear and you, and you're so worried about somebody thinking that you're gay. You got to pause everything that might sound like it might be gay. Yeah, just just got to. You just got to, man. I'm. We'll see. Here's the thing. I'm not worried about being gay at all. I know I'm not gay. Yeah. So even if you like are convinced I'm gay, you just crazy. That's on you. That's your problem. I don't think it's about the worried about being gay. I think it's the pauses if you do something in a gay act. <laughs> like did like the Diddy. 
Biggie was supposed to say pause as soon as he hit stop on that record. Well, number one, that wasn't around back then. But the way I took it is that, like, damn, this nigga's serious. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And also, I didn't think he would literally suck on somebody, suck on someone's dad dick because she looked good. Like, damn, she looked good. Let me go suck on her dad's dick. I didn't think he was really going to do that. But I was like, that was like the seriousness of it. You know what I'm saying? That's the yeah. way I thought about it. Yeah. And then now, I mean, back then before pause, it was a lot of gay stuff that was said. Not just Biggie, you know. Even like going circling back to R. Kelly, that song with him and Big, the fucking you tonight. He was crooning towards the end. B I G, bring that ass to me. It's like whoa, like you say that today, that sounds crazy. There's a comma in there. It's it's implied, bro. I'm just he didn't really. You that's a pause. No, it's not. That's a pause. Only if you're always thinking about something gay. And if you're not, then you don't even you don't even see all of these pause moments. Like myself, you see all the pause moments because because we're overly sexual men. <laughs> nah. We're overly sexual. Nah. Men. It's nah. like it's like one of the one of the biggest pause moments I ever said was like back in the '90s, right when I was playing Goldeneye, mm-hmm. and I'm running down the hallway. I had the golden gun. I'm, you know, I was I think I had said something like. I was like, oh, about to come around the corner and blow his head off. At the time, that was a crazy pause. How? How is that a pause? How is that a pause? Come around the corner and blow his head off? Hey, yo, that's yes. Okay, number one, let's let's make it instead of let's make it sexual. And when you say come, you don't mean come as I'm coming across the street, as in I'm coming on you. Who the fuck comes around a corner? Fucking nobody. So that's ridiculous right there. And blow your head off. That term, that phrasing of word is only used when talking about violence and exploding someone's head. It's never used in a sexual way. Never. So if a girl walked up to you and was down on her knees, I'm about to blow your head off. You're not thinking, oh, she's about to say, I'd be like, what you mean? It's a blowjob. Bro, that's not what that term is used for. Blow your head off is specifically a term, a batch of words used to describe when you shoot someone or something in their head explodes. It is never used to describe a blowjob or anything sexual, never. So you are putting something sexual on a grouping of words that is not sexual. Come but there are, around okay, a corner. We, we can agree that there were sexual words in there. And all, there was those, words, all those words combined. That's what I'm saying. I broke it down because none of that, none of that was sexual at all. That means you can never say "come." No, I'm talking about all those words. The way they were used combined is what made that a pause moment. So when you go to somebody's house and you're about to drop by, you say, "I'm gonna come through you." Pause. I'm gonna come through. Pause. Because come. Did you say the first time? I'm gonna come through you. No, yeah. about to, no, come oh, okay. I was like, that's a pause for sure. Instead, <laughs> someone say, "I'm gonna come through," you can be like. That sounds crazy. No, I no, get if, it. If you say I'm finna come through, that's not that's not a pause. But yeah, to me, it's, it's juvenile. Like when people was always like, "Oh, that's what she said," or "That's what he said." Oh, I'm definitely not saying it's mature. Okay, at least you know. Yeah, at least you it's, agree. It's definitely childish. Like I'll, I'll admit to it. I'll say it all the time. I'm like, I'll say like I'll say something, be like, "Damn, fucking childish," and I'd be like, "Pause." That's a pause. The fucking childish is pause. Huh? No, then you see that's how you heard it. But see, look now you. No, you said pause. No, I said I'll say something that's childish, and then I'll be like, pause. Okay. That's what I mean. I don't mean like I'm saying I'm fucking a kid and then pause. So does nobody else ever argue with you about this pause shit? Is it only me? Nah, not really. I mean, 
I mean, yeah, other people like will say something. They'll just be like, grow up. It would like childish. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. so that makes it worse. It would be better if no one said nothing but me. Yeah. Then you yeah. could be like, oh, my regular life, no one even yeah. says anything. Yeah. But no, you got but mad I'm people not, telling not, you this no, shit is no, crazy. No, 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 no. I don't, don't, don't hype it up with mad people. <laughs> I, would say, I would say 20% of the people I know be like, grow up or childish. Or so that's like, that's like one in five, bro. Absolutely. That's a lot. Nah, that's that's a lot. That's that's super crazy. How would okay, math is bad now. Twenty percent a lot, but what about the eighty percent? Eighty percent is a lot. Eighty percent of people what? That are on board with the pause. That's what I'm saying. Or just don't say nothing to you. Exactly. Or just let it fly. Are these other twenty percent women? They gotta be the ones that's like this shit childish. Um, most of them are women. I would figure. Most of them are women. Yeah. But some women are, you know, I, I, some women uh, play the pause game too, technically. They'll be like, <laughs> they'll be like, oh, like you say something flagrant, they'll be like, yo, that's gay. That's not pause, though. Like, it's if the you, same said, shit, you could say something Dude, somebody, If somebody corrects you and they'll be like, yo, that's, why, yo, hey, yo, then you gotta be like, pause. Mm. Yeah. Now, sometimes I've done or said stuff. Where after you pointed out to me, I was like, yeah, that was kind of gay. But it didn't even, like, dawn on me at the time. Like, when I did this shit right here, remember that? I'm trying to forget it. Now it's immortalized. Like, <laughs> but that's a pause. You got to say pause to that. I don't, bro, because I'm not gay. No, you can't. I'm not even going to reenact what you I'm just not, did. I'm not gay. But you can't do that. I ain't worried about you thinking I'm gay. So there's no, I don't have a reason to pause it. I'm going to go ahead and put a pause there for him. <laughs> this nigga. That's a pause, bro. But yeah. All right. Man. All right. What else we got? Is this it? We done? We can. We can. We can. As we do, as we, we, we done. Hey, we can. We can. We can. We can wrap. We can wrap. This. I think this was a great. Uh, this is a great first episode. Um, you know, we, just, we touched on a lot of topics. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh man. We touched on a lot of topics, so uh, we got plenty that we got out there. Uh, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. You know, make sure you guys like, share, subscribe. Uh, this will be a weekly done podcast. We have not agreed on what the day will be yet, but the good thing is, if you subscribe, guess what? You'll be notified when it drops. So. That would be the best way to know what's going on. Otherwise, you can hit us up directly at our social medias. Or <laughs> you can visit our Verbal Gunplay site and know the social medias. Everything's right there on the screen. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. We out.